My guy, Sunni, bro. What's what up? an interesting what's up? week, what's up? man. What's up? Yeah. I just want to, uh, no. I just want to notate that I got in you guys' ass in that live debate. Here we go. Hey, uh huh. Hey, if you guys didn't catch that live debate between me and Sunni and, and his boy, uh, what's his name? What's his name again? Hanad. name? Hanad Ali. I got him his ass. I was digging him out like this. You know I mean? <laughs> hey. You know what I mean? But you know what? It's good dialogue. It was good dialogue. And, um, you know, I appreciate him for coming on and and uh, and, and being part of the show. What's going on? Where you at, Sunny? What's what's new? What's new this week? I'm at home right now, chilling. Uh, you know, I had that that surgery a couple of weeks ago, so I still can't drive. So, you know, can't come into the studio right now, but we still got to provide the, the, the content for the people, you know? Yeah. We got some good uh, topics today. Let's start off the show. Just get it rolling. We do. Because we got some really good topics to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's the first the, one, Chris? The... Yes. Oh, we. Okay. Bro, how, how crazy is this? So, Paige Manzant was uh, fighting in the BK, BKA, whatever, uh, Bare Knuckle Boxing. Bare Knuckle Boxing. Bare Knuckle yeah, Boxing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she lost her fight. So uh, she was saying that I was reading this article. She was saying that uh, she felt like she didn't want to live anymore after that fight. Dang, that's crazy. That's pretty deep. So, you know, I understand that as fighters, it's kind of hard when you when you put your your all your time and your effort into something and then you go out there and you lose and you feel depressed about it. And, you know, you get depressed, you feel sad, you feel all these things. But you can't let like 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 Dominic Cruz said back when he had those string of injuries and you know he couldn't fight and everything. You can't let fighting be what defines you. You can't let titles, you can't let fighting, you can't let the organization you're fighting for, any of those things define you as a person. And the moment you start to define yourself by your record or any of those accolades that you are trying to attain, then, you know, if you don't attain them or if something happens, you know, you, you catch an L or something like that, it's going to make you feel, you know, like she's feeling. Um, I think the difference, though, with how she's feeling versus somebody who made the same statement uh, before Ronda Rousey is that Paige Van Zandt has been pretty, um, you know, pretty normal, humble up to this point. Obviously, you know, she's talking her shit and she's saying, you know, I could beat this person and that person or whatever, but she wasn't as cocky and talking as much shit as, as Ronda Rousey was to Holly Holm and some of the other people that she fought. So I feel sympathy for her. I feel sympathy for Paige. Um, and, you know, I hope I hope she got some people around her and her husband and, 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 you know, coaches and everybody who can support her and help her through that time. But, yeah, it's rough, man, when you take losses like that and you feel, you know, it hurts, man. It hurts. I think that she feels that way as well because she's uh... – What's that? The third loss in a row that she had, you know what I mean? I think maybe is it the right. third yeah, loss? I, so. I feel like and, she, you know, she has that reputation. Boxing, though. Uh, I think I don't think so. No, she haven't won a fight yet. No, she haven't won a fight okay. in boxing yet. And I feel okay. like what happens when you get caught up in social media? Uh, Paige Manzant, I I think she's a good fighter, man. But I think she's caught she up is. more in social media more than anything. You know what I mean? And mm. it's. You don't have to please those fans. The fans are not everything. You know what I mean? You try your best. If you lose, you lose. At least you tried your best. You know what I mean? So I feel like she should just, you know, start surrounding her, surrounding with people who loves her. You know what I mean? Like, a, a fight is going to be a fight. You can't 
I mean, I understand because you, you dedicate your life to it, but oh, man, to say you want to out your life over a fight, man, come on, bro. Nah, I passed on that. Yeah, one. That, that's a little bit I extra. I'm not gonna lie, that is a little bit extra. But you got to remember something too. Like, even everybody goes through it in different ways. You know, like DC when he lost to, uh, to 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 John Jones, he was up there crying on camera, trying to trying to get interviewed by Joe Rogan. You know what I'm saying? And you know, sometimes you just can't hold in those emotions. And people, you know, like you like you said, they they put their whole life into this, and they think that you know they're gonna win. Maybe you don't. I mean, we don't know what she. Maybe she was counting on that money. Maybe she was counting on that win. You know, I don't know what her pay structure looks like. If it's like a you know a, a show bonus win win bonus type of thing, but you know, I, I just hope that she does. She's doing better now that she's had a little bit of time. And she's a hella cool chick too, man. Paige is hella cool. Man. Yeah, I shot her a couple times, you know. So I hope she uh, recenters. Hope she gets uh, start getting some wins. She's a good fighter. I think when she start going in that bare knuckle boxing, it's it's a different game, you know. It's it's yeah. completely different. You don't have four ounce gloves now. You have the straight fist. Nothing. You know what I mean? So <laughs> respect to her though, bro. Respect to her. Respect to all the fighters in there getting getting busy, putting their uh their life on the line and and just to entertain. You know what I mean? So. And we got to understand, too, they're human, too. You know what I mean? They're not like, they're not robots. These people got feelings, too. You know what I'm saying? Like how you said, yeah. she probably could be uh, expecting to, you know, uh, take that money or something. You know, I don't know. But I wish I wish her the best, dude. And and before we before we move on off this topic, I, w- I want to say something else, too, for any fighters who are watching this, um, you know, up-and-coming fighters, amateurs, pros, even guys who got more pro fights than me or whatever, um, just... I think, you know, we've, we've talked about in the past how fighting is, is a mental game just as much as it is physical. Um, and I think everybody should do two things. As a fighter, for sure, I think we all need to be doing therapy because it helps. And it helps you realize a lot of things about yourself that can then translate into uh, competition, into training, etc. But I think we all also need to get uh, mental coaches as well, like sports psychologists to help work with us um, on our fight mentality and, and you know, the things we think about when we're training, visualization and all these other things, you know, uh, shout out to to my mental coach, uh, Caleb Rogers. He's a good, good mental coach. Uh, he helped me with a lot. Uh, and I'm definitely in a much better place as a fighter and as a man um, because of him and, and also my, my regular therapist as well. So any fighters out there, that's something you should definitely look into, um, to get your mind right. Because if your mind ain't strong and you get into one of these situations like a Paige Van Zandt or, you know, some other fighters who catch losses or, you know, you, you in a situation fighting somebody like a Connor, who's going to talk a lot. And he says something that might, you know, hurt your heart. Uh, if you're not mentally prepared for that kind of stuff, you know, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. You know what's crazy? I remember watching Conor before he fight. Uh, he, I, you know, I used to be back in behind the scenes. I used to watch Conor like warm up, vice versa. Everybody else warm up. Like mm-hmm. everybody be hitting pads all day just to keep to keep warm before they fight. Conor used to do like like I haven't seen him recently, but he used to do all mental stuff. He used to be by himself in the corner, like or in the bathroom by himself, and get mentally prepared before the fight. So I think that mental game is is. Is very like important in the game. So, like I said, we got to protect our mental health and keep our mind right. So, you know, it's part of the game as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, some other news that we saw. Your boy, first of all, 
Sean O'Malley, before we even talk about what he said about, you know, avoiding certain fighters and, and whatever, what's going on with this dude trying to hang out with 6ix9ine out here in the club, hanging out <laughs> with this dude, doing all this crazy stuff? Hey, Does he not know hey, what, hey, what's not? going on with 6ix9ine? No, it doesn't matter. Why not? That's good publicity. Well, you know how, you know me now. We don't want to get into this know, argument. You know me. <laughs> yeah. You know how I get it. I'm all about I mean, that look, marketing. I, I, I think, think that's genius. I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I'm focused more on more the moral standpoint, the standpoint, wow, standpoint, which is, you know, like morally, I just would, I couldn't sit next to a dude like six nine, even though I'm not a street dude, I've never been a street dude, you know, it's just, I just can't, I can't be a part of, I can't like hang out with somebody like that, you know what I'm saying? I can't be seen next to somebody like that because that type of energy, I just don't, I don't want that, you know, I don't want that. Bro, that's the you know how many views, how many how many people are gonna be talking about that? And that dude has like hundreds of millions of followers. That's the smartest move he could have made. Hanging out with this guy, I, I he can produce all this controversy. You know what I mean? So it, all that controversy is gonna be laid on him and it's gonna boost his boost his image. He's crossing over, bro. You gotta think business. You know how I am, bro. You gotta think business. I know. But I I guess before we even get too deep into that, because I ain't trying to argue with you this early in the podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> but what I what I'm gonna say is I think um I think that at the you know to to a certain point you gotta not do everything for money you know so you know I see what you're saying True. he's he's definitely marketing himself and he's putting himself in a position where he's gonna get seen by a lot of people whether it's good or bad publicity but. It's just certain shit. I, 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 me personally, certain shit I can't do. You know, um, you but be, since, hey. since we, since we go ahead, it's about getting people attention, Sunni. That's all it's about. And he's an up and coming fighter. He can use that to cut catapult his career. You know what I mean? Like whatever Six Nine got going on, he don't have nothing to do with that. He just went to him with the fight. You know what I mean? So that's all he did. He didn't do nothing other than that. Man, I don't see nothing wrong with it. It is what it is. Okay. Okay. Well, now let's 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 talk about what he said. He said uh, mm-hmm. the reason why he's not fighting ranked opponents is not because he's afraid, but because he's going to get paid the same amount of money whether he fights somebody that's unranked or you know top fifteen versus fighting somebody who's top five or top ten and getting paid the same amount of money for more risk. Well, how do you feel about this? Oh. Well, you know what I mean? When Courtney talks, when Uncle Handel talks, y'all need to start listening to me. What did I tell you guys? I said they negotiated a contract, contract, and he's stuck in those terms. So, of course, he's smart because what he's doing is he's saying that, okay, um, my contract says I get X amount of money for X amount of fights. So, no matter who, if I win or lose, you know what I mean? I'm getting this X amount of money and part of some win bonuses or whatever it is. So, right. he's just sticking to, you know, he just only thing he's worrying about just the thing. I, I feel like the disconnect. What happens with uh, with a lot of the fighters? What happens is they negotiated a contract. Then once they stuck in that contract with X amount of fights, their pay mm-hmm. can't go up or down. So let's say like he uh, beats somebody who's way better than him, and this it's a bigger fight. You gonna want more money, but your contract says this how much you get paid per fight. So then I think you know people get all mad and then. They start complaining about it, but he's smart, man. He's smart. He has his 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 um his value is kind of high right now, and he's saying like, I if I fight the for a championship, I'll get the same amount of money. Why not? 
stick to whoever you're going to fight with and just stick it there. Stay there. I agree with it. And I know I've seen a lot of people in the comments when, when uh, you know, some of the other MMA websites were posting it. And um, in the comments, everybody's like, oh, you scared, you this and that. And it's like, y'all calling the dude scared and you talking shit about Sean O'Malley. But then on the flip side, they, they talk shit about guys like Jorge Masvidal, who took the fight for the title, got one, one renegotiation for that fight that he got with Usman. And then his next fight, he's trying to, or it wasn't the Usman fight. It was the, it was the Nate Diaz fight. Um, and then he's trying to negotiate more money for every other fight after that. And it's like, nah, bro, this is your contract. Dana White said that to him. Like, this is your contract. So you, we negotiated that more money for one fight. And after that, like, that don't got nothing to do with us. You got to, you go back to your contract. We're not giving you anything else. And so it's like, you on one side, you got Sean O'Malley who's saying, well, this is my contract. So I'm going to stick to what I got on my contract versus uh, 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 Jorge Masvidal who's like, oh, this is my contract, but I want more money. So I don't want this anymore. And Dana White's like, nah, bro. So I think Sean O'Malley's doing the smart thing. He got the right people around him making the right decisions, you know, for him to build himself up. So by the time he finishes out his contract, I don't know how many fights he has on it. Um, but after he finishes his contract, Let's say there's two more fights and he beats up two dudes. Like, I think he just got uh, signed to fight Frankie Edgar, which is a great fight for him, you know? And if he wins that fight, maybe that's the last fight on his contract. Now he beats fucking Frankie Edgar, who's a legend, former champion, and finishes this dude and his contract is over. You know they're going to throw a bag at him. You know they're going to throw a bag at him. So smart, good good for him for, for deciding to bet on himself and fight his contract out the way that he's supposed to. And then, you know, as the more money comes in, he, he'll, he'll take better fights. Props to him for that. And I, was, I, w- I would say, man, that's pretty dirty on the UFC if they're really doing that. If they're holding people to that one contract and they're not allowing people to adjust as if they win a, a bigger, you know, bigger person or they fight a, a, a bigger name, I think that mm-hmm. would probably be the biggest problem that the UFC have. And I think that would be wrong. I think that's pretty dirty if, if the UFC is doing that. Yeah, well, I mean, like, we don't know exactly what contracts people sign, but just based on what a few people have said, like Dustin Poirier said something similar. Uh, Jorge Masvidal obviously said something similar. A few other fight, Nate Diaz said something similar. So these guys that are like popular fighters who may not have the rankings or whatever to, to back it, obviously outside of Dustin, um, they're asking for more money because of the popularity and the numbers that they bring. And then, you know, the UFC is not honoring that past maybe one fight. So they'll re-sign or they'll negotiate for that one fight, a certain deal. And then they'll go back to their original contract um, after that, which is a little bit, you know, weird. But like you said, that's that's not smart business at all. Yeah, that's dirty. If you, if the UFC is doing that for the, with the fighters, that's dirty. Because like I was saying, like if I fight for a championship and get the same amount of money on fighting what I negotiated a year ago, that, I mean, that's not... That's not good business. But, hey, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like I said. But also, I, I will dirty. say this, and, and it's, it's, it might seem like a change for everybody listening to the podcast, but it's also what you negotiate, too. Because at the end of the day, Ooh. hold on, hold on. At the end of the day, you knew you was about to fight for that title. So if they put the title shot in your face and tell you, you either take this fight for the same amount of money or we give you somebody else, you take somebody else. You know, it's, you, you gotta hear it that. Is fucked you hear up. That? It is fucked up. It is fucked up that the UFC would do that. But if you're a fighter, it's like, all right, bet. If you want me to fight for a title and make the same thirty thousand to thirty thousand that I was making before, you can 
Kill yourself. You know what I'm saying? I ain't doing that. <laughs> hey, two episodes. This is the guy who was trying to argue with me about that. You know what I mean? Two I'm episodes talking about ago. this. Now I got in that mind. I got in his oh, head. Here we go. I got in his head. Now look at him now. You, I try to tell you guys when I talk, y'all need to start listening. See, he listening. <laughs> look at him now. Shut I up, man. Guy, I helped him out. I should be charging. <laughs> I should be charging for this knowledge. I should be charging for this knowledge because when I be talking, you'd be like, oh, no, you're wrong. They'll say he's repeating everything I'm saying. No, I told you guys that two I'm episodes talking about ago. this particular situation. Hey, See, I should have never said that. Now, you don't now remember, you're going to be holding this over my head. No. <laughs> listen. Listen. If you don't remember, go back to episode two. And he was trying to, you know, argue me about things. I, listen, I know what I'm talking about. I know my business. You, you, If you don't listen to me, experience comes the best teacher. That's what a smart man told me. You know what I mean? So, hey. It is what it is, baby. Let's go, baby. <laughs> all right, all right. Now we'll we'll jump into something that's kind of related to this, which is uh what Luke Rockhold said about Dana White and how he's uh trashing fighters out here. Um now, as we know, I, I don't know, I mean I'm sure you're gonna agree with this because we've all seen Dana White do this in in public, or not I guess not in public, but on 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 you know, to the media after fights and stuff like that. Where he'll literally shit on a fighter, tell that like talk shit about him, say they're scared, say they this. Like even recently, he said that about John Jones. Was calling John Jones scared of Francis Ngannou, saying like, oh, he's he's trying to use the money to act like he really wants to fight when he's asking for too much money. No, and we're gonna say no, so he doesn't have to fight Francis. Like they really think that somebody like John Jones is scared, and the fans will eat that shit up, bro. They eat it up, and then you know it sucks because. Dana White is now like basically in control of a lot of these guys' image. And, you know, some of them feel too scared to speak out against whatever he's saying because they don't want to make him upset. So now he's really controlling the situation half the time, unless some fighters push back. And then guess what? They push back. Now they're on his bad side. And then it becomes this whole thing where they're going back and forth. Or, you know, now it's going to be harder to negotiate a contract and all this kind of stuff because Dana don't like you because he talks some shit and you talk some shit back. That's messed up, man. Listen, uh, I've been in a similar situation like that before, and it just, that guy has more power over you, you know what I mean? And you can't do much. That guy has you by the balls. So it is abuse of power, man. It's, it sucks. I mean, you're talking shit about your employees. These are, Now, our, these are the guys who are putting on the show, they're making you money, then you have so much power and, you're, and, and, and money over these people, you have the ego, and you shit on them. That's cold blooded. You don't see any any um, or any other organizations and uh, nope. in MMA who's behaving this manner. You know what I mean? I love how like Scott Croker and Bellator. Hey, he's respectful. I love how he handles it. He treat bro. He's cold blooded. He's a super cool dude too, man. And he does business and on a professional level. Like uh, Dana White, bro. I mean, I respect the man because he done he done a lot, but. You don't see any other organization. I don't care if you go to soccer. I don't care if you go to to, to football. You would never see a CEO or a business owner shit on employees like Dana White shits on them. And these guys out here going hard too. You know what I mean? Like then, like how we be arguing all day about like fighters pay. They they mm-hmm. might not be getting paid that much as well. Then you shit on top of them. Uh, you shit on you shit on them as well. That's bro. That's cold blooded, bro. That's cold blooded. It is. You know what I mean? So I I think Dana White needs to chill, man, and just humble himself a little bit, you know, and, uh, and, and respect the fighters for sure. You know what I mean? But I, I mean, I think it just comes from him not respecting the fighters period, because 
how how can you talk shit about somebody like Francis and say that he's scared to fight John Jones or whatever else for the same reason that you disrespect them by creating this interim title with with Cyril Gaon and Derek Lewis? You know what I'm saying? It's just like little stuff like that. I mean, it's not little because this is like you know this is Francis Ngannou's life that he has in his hands, his career that he has in his hands, and he's playing these kind of games. You know, uh, putting interim titles in the in in the mix and doing all these things, not letting them fight. Like he just won the belt earlier this year. Give the man a little time. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's just how how Dana White has been acting. You know, for years now, shitting on fighters. He even, you know, if people remember back in the day, he was shitting on uh, on Anderson Silva, talking about he's the most boring fighter after he fought uh, Damian Maya in Abu Dhabi, you know? So it's just like, you can't talk. These are the guys who are making you money. These are the guys who are, you know, literally, like you said, there's blood, sweat, and tears, sacrificing everything, uh, you know, to, to entertain. And then you come out here, you talk shit about him. Like, you ain't in the cage fighting. You don't know how hard this shit is. Yeah. I know Dana White likes to be a promoter. And, you know, talk all this shit. But at the end of the day, he's never been in the cage. He might have been in the ring before. I know he he might have boxed. But as far as MMA is concerned, you don't do this. And definitely not at a high level. So how can you be sitting here talking shit to these guys like this? So, you know, what's crazy. If he's shitting on you in public like this, could you imagine what's going on behind the scenes? If he's if he's that vocal and that brave to shit on you in public, could you imagine? That's all I'm going to say. Could you imagine what's going on behind the scenes? Come and the on, crazy bro. thing about that, Courtney, Scary, is, is I've heard, I've read and I've heard from fighters how they talk to, you know, how they talk to their managers. They'll call the manager and, and, and talk shit to the fighter. You're going to take this money. We ain't giving you no other contracts. They'll hang up the phone using them kind of tactics to get people to sign contracts or accept deals and do all these other things. And again, if anybody doesn't believe me and y'all think I'm making it up, you can search all of this stuff online and find sources for everything. That'll list out fighters that this has happened to, people that he shit on, you know, et cetera. So I, it's just not it's not great business practice. And and he he should definitely not talk about the people who are literally his company uh, like that. Yeah, I personally heard and I personally seen some crazy stories, but, you know, what I mean, I can't talk about it because I don't want to sit here and put anybody business on blast. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, yeah. one thing I want to the one thing I really want to talk about and 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 bring to people's attention is this is why I'm so passionate about business. This is why I want I want to teach you guys business because it gives you that freedom. I used to be one of those people too, can be in control uh, by by somebody in the organization. And once I was able to establish my own little uh, lane and start my own business, it created a freedom for me. So. I feel like these fighters need to start really, you know, learning business. And, and once they get in that limelight, you know what I mean? When they start getting that attention from UFC, take that money and take that attention and, and, and build your empire on the side. Because then when, when they start shitting on you, you know what I mean? You got to, you will have a, 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 a backup plan. You will have some, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, something else to rely on. Not just, not just the UFC. Cause that's all it is. That's you have somebody that got you by the balls cause they know they, they have power over you. They know that you can't do anything. And that's just ego. So the way you, like I said, the way you combat that is build your own enterprise on the side. And let me tell you guys, once you do that, you'll be a free slave. I'm not, I'll let you know right now. <laughs> I've been there. I've been I mean, there. But, but you know who's a really good example of that? Um, that, you know, this is well known. He's talked about it on Instagram. He's talked about it in interviews as well, written, written interviews for places like MMA fighting and stuff like that. Um, but Demetrius Johnson is one of those people. 
And yep. to, to a point that you made in the live that we did the other day, as well as last episode, he had the right people around him who said, hey, when you make this money, because I remember one article, he said he wanted to buy, um, he, he's a car dude, and he said he wanted to buy a WRX STI Subaru. And that car is, you know, brand new. If you get everything on it, which I'm assuming if he's a car guy, he will cost about 40 to 45,000 and it's a sports car. And so, you know, he's like, he talked to his manager and, and, and his accountant and everything about it. He's like, yeah, I, I got this money. I could afford this car now. And they all told him like, nah, man, invest your money in this, put your money over here that way in a couple, you know, invest in some stocks and stuff that way. In, in a couple of years, you'll be able to have this money and you can do whatever you want to do with it. And now you look at him, you know, he's he's doing well for himself. He got his own. And, and to your point, too, he's created another avenue of business for himself with the Twitch uh, situation that he has going on where he's making money off of that. He had an Xbox sponsorship at one point. I don't know if he still has that or not. Um, but, you know, he's getting money off of off of what he wants to do, which is gaming. You know what I'm saying? And then he has other stuff going on with his merch. He's selling shirts and, you know, gaming stuff. Uh, not only that, he has other sponsors that he's probably making good money off of because of the guy that he is and how, you know, uh, uh, outgoing and, and outspoken he is about different things and honesty, how honest he is about things too. Um, and then look at the bag that he got from, you know, 1FC. One of the, I think he was, at that moment, he signed the biggest contract in MMA. I think he got... I think it was over 10 million. And Eddie Alvarez got a little bit less than that. That's crazy. So he he set his son himself up um, really well from the beginning, having the right people around him. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree 100 um, percent. People got to understand there's life outside the UFC. UFC yep. is not your only option, you know, and like you said, Demetrius, Demetrius Johnson already proved that. Just you don't have to be in the UFC to be famous or make uh, to make money. Uh, the UFC is not the only organization that can bring you value. Start looking at these other organizations, like you said, One FC, Bellator MMA, uh, Invicta. They all those are really good organizations, and they they might they do treat you better. I'm telling you that from a personal opinion. I know that, so you know what I mean. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. Now, next next topic on board. I want to. I want definitely want to get your opinion about this one. <laughs> so, Big John McCarthy, uh, longtime ref. He's one of the reasons why we got the rules we got right now. Says he's pleading with your eye of favor. Please stop fighting. How you feel about this? I agree one hundred ten percent. Yeah, we kind of talked about this on the last uh, podcast as well. Uh, there's a certain yeah. time I think you should stop fighting, man. Like. I think just for his health reasons, CTE, getting beat in the head, you know, losing all these different fights, you know, your prime, you obviously you're past your prime already, bro. You know what I mean? I, but I respect it because I understand a fighter, they have that fighter spirit. You know what I mean? Like by nature, you, you don't want to give up. You know what I mean? And this is part of something he loves to do. And, you yeah. know, I feel like, you know, he should hang, hang it up for sure. I, this is my thing. I, I see what, what, uh, what Big John is saying about him wanting Uriah Faber to, 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 to retire. But at the same time, you know, if he wants to fight, I just don't think he should be fighting like these top guys in the UFC. They should be giving him like maybe up and coming guys or, you know, people that could, would, would, are, are closer matched with him because him fighting guys like Peter Yan, Jose Aldo, Dudes like that, that's not going to go well for him right now at his age. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he got he got his gym and he got all these other, you know, all these fighters coming up. And, 
you know, all this other business opportunities going on for him, he doesn't need to fight again. He has the money. He has the accolades. He's he's well respected in the in the MMA community. Um, like if he's feeling that it's for competition, bro, go go do some grappling competitions. You know what I'm saying? Go do a fight to win, or one of these other type of competitions where you can you know compete against a high level jujitsu guy because you could do that forever. You know what I'm saying? You can compete in jujitsu forever. Yeah, but I think also Sunni like the more you fight, the more you lose. It kind of hurts your legacy. You know what I mean? Like, once you over that top, over that hill, I think you got to hang it up. For example, uh, BJ Penn. BJ Penn was a freaking monster, bro. And he, he was, like, one of the best in the world. But the more he fought, the more he fought. It's like people lose their respect for you. Like, your your stock goes down the, the more you lose and the more you lose. So, I mean, I think you got to learn how to uh, – I know it's hard, man. I know it's just for me just from an outsider coming in. I think – these fighters gotta learn how to stop. You know what I mean? Like at a certain time, two or three losers in a row, I think it's your time. Depending on your situation, like I said, but no, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's a crazy situation, but I think he needs to retire for sure. Well, yeah, yeah, I, and 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 you know, I I think of him retiring would probably be a good idea. But I want to talk. I I never. I don't think I've ever talked about this on camera or anything like that before. But you just mentioned BJ Penn saying that, you know, he's one of the... Why is it that people, like, think of BJ Penn like he's such this amazing fighter? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't. I never really understood that. Maybe what? you could explain this. Maybe you can explain this a little bit better to me. I'm going to tell you what I think about BJ Penn first, okay? Do I think that BJ Chris, Penn... Chris, cut the, cut the podcast. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Cut hold the on, podcast, guys. <laughs> listen, listen, Courtney. Why, why is it that people say this? Because let me tell you why. BJ Penn, for a long time, has been very talented. We all know that, right? I know he's a talented dude. I know his jiu-jitsu is amazing. I know his boxing is really good. You know, he's had really good fights in the lightweight division when he was taking things seriously. But outside of when he actually took himself and his career seriously and had that run, won the title, defended it until he started to lose again, what the fuck was B Like, who did BJ Penn do anything to? Where did he show anything that... Like, everybody was like, wow, this dude's, like, one of the most amazing fighters, and he's, like, a legend, and this and that. Like, where did where did that come from? Why is he a legend? What did he do to See, become a legend? This, bro, you're sick. You might got COVID right now, bro. I don't know what's up <laughs> with you, man. You might, you might want to get checked. Because you is sick, bro. Uh, how could you even say that and disrespect BJ's pen name? I'm not that? disrespecting BJ Penn. I think is, he's a... Here we yes, go. you are. Uh, yes, you are. No, I'm not. Listen, listen, listen. And this is the biggest reason why these fighters need to stop uh, when they start losing. Because people like you see the, their losses and be like, oh, what did he do? Everybody says that. Now, look, the same thing has happened to Conor McGregor. When he start losing, guess what people are saying? Oh, Conor McGregor is shitty. They 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 forget all the good things you did, and they only can think about I am not forgetting. Bro, so I'm not forgetting all the things he's done. Come on, come on. You're tarnishing... You're you're tarnishing your legacy. That's the biggest thing. That's why you need to stop, man. I'm trying to tell you. Look at this guy. This guy said G BJ Penn didn't do nothing. <laughs> I didn't say he didn't do anything. Yeah. I said, what did he do? I said, Damn, what did he do to become? Bro. What did he do to become a legend? Is what I'm asking. You bro, how can you cool how can you put BJ how can you put BJ Penn on the same level as somebody like GSP when he's lost all the big fights that he had when it was when it was time for him to show up. For these big fights, he lost. He lost. 
crazy. He bro. won some of them, it's crazy. but he lost a lot of them. So you can't say that. Sunni, every fighter does that. They they in their prime every, they'll win. No, and they, I'm and, not listen, I'm bro, not saying that there's anything fighter, wrong with him losing. Me, what I'm saying is you can't call him bro. a legend and then he's losing all these big fights. You can't say that. Chris. That's like saying that's like that's like saying any, that's like saying Donald Cerrone is a is a is a is a top fighter in the in MMA and he's a legend. He's a legend for what he's done in the sport. As far as him competing, but he ain't no legend, like no top Bro. tier goat type of fighter, like everybody be talking about. And BJ Penn is in the same position. Yeah. The only difference is he won some titles. No, he Come won on, some bruh. titles. This mother, this. Bro, I want you to really, this, bro, think about what he did. Sense. What did he do? Tell me what he did. Tell me what he did. I want you to tell hey, me what he did right I, now. I, I, I just want to. Come I just want to bring. I want. I want to notate this. I want to notate this. He said he just won some titles like it was nothing, like it's easy, <laughs> like it's like it's. Oh, he just won some titles. Oh, man. No hey, respect, look, man. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be on Instagram proving my point later on today. Don't worry. Oh, I'm gonna be man. on Instagram proving that point. Hey. I don't think that BJ hey. Penn is, is 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 he's a legend as far as what he's done in the sport, but let's not act like he's a goat or something like that. You know what I'm saying? He's not. Bro, bro, I just wanna I wanna make a meme this and put your face on it and, and with with your nice little little lineup, your little edge ups, and say <laughs> BJ BJ Penn won just some titles. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, you a cold piece, bro. Sunny Sunny. You a cold piece. And I hey, man. that proves my point right there, guys. That what what point, point you trying fighters, to make? Go ahead. What point you trying to make? Fighters, like I said, fighters, when you when you start losing, you're you're not gonna win all the fights. Your your wow. value is high when you start winning, and when you start losing consecutively, it's time to hang them up, baby. It's time to hang them up because you're gonna tarnish your legacy. And people, when you start losing three or four fights in a row, like Conor McGregor, BJ Penn, and all these other greats, people don't respect you. The only, the only, the only you on the bandwagon oh, when you win, man. just like Sunni. They're all bandwagons. <laughs> when you win, they're on your hey, bandwagon. Man. They like That's you. That's not true. They suck you Look off. Hey, but when you lose, well, hey, they suck you off. When you lose, though, guess what? You ain't doing nothing. You, what did he do? That's false. Hey, let me oh, tell you something suck, right now. And I'm going to say this for the record. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to say this for the you're, record. Hey, okay? you're a cold piece. Hey, hold on. You're a cold piece, Sunni. Wait, Courtney, Courtney. I'm gonna say this for the record, so everybody will know too that I also fuck with fighters that are not on the winning end of things, right? To me, in my opinion, Thomas Almeida He's trying to is one of, the, up, guys. one of the best fucking fighters that I've ever seen. He's losing though because of you know some mental stuff he got going on or whatever, maybe stuff going on in his life. But there's guys that are losing that I think are fucking amazing, bro. Like Jose Aldo may not have had the best record recently, but I love that dude. Look at what he's done for the sport. It's not about to me, it's not about whether you lose or not. It's what you look like when you're fighting. The spirit that you're showing, the heart that you're showing when you're fighting. BJ Penn has been broken so many times in fights. He's been beat up by... Oh, he got... Let's not forget, he got washed by Nick Diaz. He got his ass whooped by Nate Diaz. He came back for that fight. You talking about he's, he's a legend and this and that. Best boxing in the UFC. And he got washed by fucking Nick Diaz. Not to say that Nick Diaz is bad, but you shouldn't be getting your ass beat like that if you're a legend in the sport, right? Hey, well, answer answer one question for me. 
Talk to me. What? Name me one fighter. Name me one fighter that didn't get washed in a, in a fight. Name me one fighter. They didn't. No. Don't worry. I will wait. There's a difference between no, getting your ass the question. beat for three answer rounds. Answer the question. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Washed, no. washed the in the way that he got Name me washed? one fighter. Name me one fighter that did not get washed in the fight. In, in their whole career. In any fight? In their whole career? John Jones? <laughs> John Jones? Khabib? That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll take that back. I'll take that back. You're true. That's true. Um, I'll say John you. Jones lost to uh, uh, Dominic. I think he lost that He fight, didn't get washed, though. He lost. Close. I mean, we think he lost, True. but he didn't get True. washed. That's so true. there are people that's out there that's point. not getting washed. I mean, even there's fighters that lose fights that didn't get washed. To me, getting washed is that's getting your ass beat for three rounds, getting dominated. There's not well, too many, I too many champions and great fighters that's out here getting dominated like that by people. I was, that's a good point. That's a good point. You made a good point there. But I will say this. I like. I think people need to look at uh, Khabib. I think Khabib went on top. He went out on top. His legacy is cemented. Fact. That's a perfect way to go. That's a perfect way, bro. I agree with you 100%. My man said, I don't want to do this no more. I can't. My dad ain't here. My mom told me to retire. And they just, yo, you know, I know I know you heard about this one. Dana White was throwing the money at him. He was like, yo, I give yep. you whatever you want. I will get GSP in here for you. And he was like, nope. Not coming back, and he stuck to it. So props to him for, for yep. knowing when to get out. Yep, his value was high. His legacy is cemented. His value was high. He goes down in the history books. You can't say nothing bad about a uh, uh, comedian. Nothing at all. You can't. Nope. That's the way you should go, bro. That's the way you should go. So maybe you need to have a conversation with your boy uh, Conor McGregor about the shit he's been talking on the internet lately about Kamara Usman. Saying that, what did he say? He said uh, he's going to go to welterweight and take the title. Spark. He's going to spark. He said spark Usman. And Usman said, you going to spark who? <laughs> you going to spark who? Oh, there it goes. It's on the screen right there. <laughs> he said, you must be talking about that pipe you've been smoking. Unlike you, if I talk shit, I'll at you. <laughs> now, be quiet before I called Poirier or Khabib or Diaz to finish you again. Yo, he got his ass whooped on hey. Twitter. <laughs> hey, Sudi, Sudi, oh, I, I would tell you something. Let me tell you something. When I see yeah. Conor McGregor with two chains in the club and, and at dinner smoking weed, <laughs> I said, "Oh, it's over, bro. It's over. It's He's over, done? bro." Hey, let me tell you something. He's done. <laughs> when I see him smoking weed, two chains, it's over. It's over. Your career is completely done, bro. Now, he now you're in a whole different, you know, whole different category. He ain't coming back. He ain't gonna come back. <laughs> if he comes back, he'll, nah. he's gonna be worse. You know. You think but so? I'll tell you this, Sunni. Sunni, if he gets in the ring, if he gets in the ring with Kamara Usman, Usman might lose. He might lose his life in that ring, bro. Usman. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, he's he's definitely bro. gonna lose his life trying to fight Kamara Usman, bro. Bro. Usman's a whole different type of animal, bro. That's mm -hmm. that's like, especially right now, especially right now where Conor McGregor in his career, maybe, like I'll say, maybe a vintage Conor, maybe would have had a chance, but nah, vintage no, Conor. Here we go. <laughs> vintage Conor have a chance with who? With 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 Kamara no, Usman. Uh, hey, you hear what I said? I said maybe if you pray, uh, you know, if maybe you <laughs> if he prayed, he got to pray Usman? to the gods. <laughs> Hey, you gotta pray to the MMA gods. 
<laughs> you gotta pray, bro. Hey, let me tell uh, you. Hey, uh, Usman's he a whole different beast, the man. Same, the same different way animal. he sent Masvidal's head into the bleachers, he gonna send he gonna send <laughs> Connor's head to the bleachers too, bro. He gonna send his head to the bro, bleachers. Hey, but you know what? You know what I just thought about? You know what I just thought about? Mm-hmm. Remember when uh, Connor was talking shit to Robbie Lawler? Did you ever see that clip? When he was talking shit to Robbie Lawler, uh-uh, and they asked Robbie Lawler about what Connor said on the interview, and Robbie Lawler was sitting there mad calm, and he just said, hey, if he wants to fight, we could fight. And he goes, uh, the interviewer says something to him about, you know, you know, how would that fight go? He says, hey, it ain't going to be good for him. Basically saying, like, I'm going to kill this dude. I'm going to take his soul. I was like, hey, you know Robbie Lawler's a, that's a, that's a, that's one dude who I'm like, I would definitely be intimidated to fight him. Because he looked like he's ready to kill yeah. you at any moment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, hey, that'll be a crazy. good fight right now. Him and Robbie right now, that'd be a real good fight. With Connor and Robbie, I'll sign me up for that one, bro. Right now. Well, let's see what he looks like after he fights uh, after he fights Nick Diaz. If he looks good, he should call Connor out. Because, you know, Connor, I think Connor would take that fight. Yeah, man. Uh, it's crazy. I would love to see that fight, though. Man, I put all my money on that fight. I would say... I don't know who will win that fight, but I don't know if it will ever happen, but that would be a good fight to see. Uh, but, yeah, it's crazy. So what about – what's next, man? we got to talk about this this whole BJJ thing. I'm not too familiar with the subject. I've been hearing a lot about on social media, Instagram. They're talking about some sexual assault case. Can you fill us in a little bit, uh, Sunni? Yeah, so there's a lot going on right now in the jiu-jitsu community. Man. First of all, stuff like this has been going on for a little while now. Um, not a little while, but I mean, even I remember when I was coming up uh, in, in D.C., there was a lot of situations going on over there about 10 years ago with some gyms on that on, on the East Coast. And then, you know, you hear about stuff happening all the time with, you know, guys sexually assaulting people, you know, groping girls in the gym and, you know, doing all these different things. And it's it's. It's an unfortunate thing, man, because, you know, the martial arts is supposed to martial arts is supposed to help people learn how to protect themselves and, and, and make them feel more confident in themselves. Um, but yet it seems like a lot of uh, a lot of the dudes in, in the community are taking advantage of, you know, women, sometimes young women, young girls. And and it's not I, I, I'm just not I'm really not understanding why. One, we're still allowing these kind of things to happen with no repercussions to these to these guys that are doing these things. And but also two, something that I'm seeing a lot more, or, or at least that's happening a lot more, is the part that I'm most disappointed about is when men are or excuse me, not men, but the the women who are complaining about these things and coming out about their stories and coming to their instructors and other people in their gyms saying that you know somebody did something to them and these people are not even investigating it or if they do investigate it you know they're still paying lawyer fees for 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 the guys that do things to help them defend themselves and you know just all kinds of weird shit besides just holding people accountable for what the fuck they're doing and i'm not really understanding what's going on um in the community right now I, i know um, there's this whole thing going on with, uh, with fight sports in, in Miami. Um, and you know, if anybody wants to know about that, there's plenty of articles online, uh, talking about what's been going on. I'm not going to touch too much on the details cause I don't want to, you know, mess up what happened and say the wrong thing and misquote anybody. But, 
I'm just not understanding why, one, we cannot just help these women clearly because they're being taken advantage of. And if they tell you something's wrong, allegedly, don't allegedly. try to silence them. Allegedly, because, you know, sure, we can say that, you know, because some sometimes uh, situations aren't always what they seem. But for the most part, if a woman is coming out to say something about about somebody sexually assaulting them or something like that, at the very least, investigate it. You know what I'm saying? Even if it sounds fishy, even if any of that, like just believe her in the moment, investigate, have conversations with people and, and figure out what happened. And then, you know, if there's inconsistencies or whatever, then yeah, you can deal with that. But there, there are, you know, I don't, I don't believe that there's just women out here saying this. These, I mean, there are, but I don't believe that there's a lot of them saying false things about people. So if they're saying stuff about somebody doing something to them, I'm just not understanding why these gym owners and and all these people are protecting the the uh, the, the 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 predator, the and not helping the, the. Well, they're focused more on protecting their gyms and their brand than they are protecting these women. Not realizing that by trying to protect the brand and and removing yourself or or pushing yourself away from the women and not acknowledging what's happening, you're destroying your brand. You're destroying yourself as a person. You're destroying your gyms. As, as brands, like, it doesn't make sense. On any level, it makes zero sense why you wouldn't want to help these women when it comes to these situations. What, what, do, you, what do you think about this? Well, bro, like, with these situations, it's a touchy, touchy subject. I hate talking about a subject that don't have all the facts or I don't, I don't know, you know what I mean? So I don't want to comment too much about it because that'd be ignorant of me even blaming this girl or blaming this guy. It was something I don't know anything about. I think you got to wait a little bit and let the justice let let justice uh, play out. Um, man, if it is true, allegedly, if it is true, I don't. I'm on the same boat as you. You gotta like, you gotta cut these people away from you. I mean, there's no way in the world you should be associated with somebody of that character or or somebody who would behave in that that manner. You know, so I mean, that's the whole point of martial arts. You know what I mean, like respect and you know you know or whatever whatever it is but bro i mean like i said i don't want to spend too much on this one man because i don't i don't have the facts um i hope it's not true if it is everybody who's i mean what, that, what, go to what, that gym the, who's the, associated all the people who were there already said that that you know this guy did what he did so it's not i don't even think it's a debate of whether or not he did what he did the debate is whether they handled the situation correctly because he was still allowed to come into the gym. He was still allowed to, uh, to teach what did he the do? gym and be around children. Uh, according to the articles, he allegedly um, groomed a young lady from about 10 to 14 and then was having sex with her um, at the age of 14. I don't know how somebody else found out about it. I don't know if she told her parents or somebody or one of her friends. I think she told one of her friends and then the friend reported it um if i remember correctly i've been reading a lot of these a lot of these stories so i don't want to like mix you know stories together but i believe that's what happened and uh you know the information was was presented to the owner of the gym and basically he got removed from the gym but no charges were pressed against him uh and then they were trying to like get money to give to him and his family from the guy who he, he was teaching at a different gym and the guy who was running that gym was supposed to pay him $35,000. But then the guy says, I'm not paying him because, you know, he's a piece of shit. So it just turns into this whole thing. And, you know, I, I definitely, it's pretty clear that he did something. 
we don't know exactly what happened, but it seems as though everybody knows he did something. They're just, the debate right now is how Cyborg and some of the other guys, Wagner, Rocha, and, and some of these other guys handled the situation. And I don't think they handled it correctly at all. At all. Well, I'll tell you this. At the Boisterous Boys podcast, if I catch Sunni with a little 14-year-old girl, I won't be talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> as you, as you Easy should, as and that. I should be in jail. And I should be in jail. Absolutely. Easy as that. Easy as that. But, Absolutely. You know. There's, there's no explanation. Yeah. And, and another thing, too, that, that I'm not really. What bothers me a lot, too, is the fact that people will know these things about certain individuals. They'll have the information and they won't say anything about it. You know, like whether it's yeah. somebody did something to a girl um, or, you know, whether it's somebody uh, like a, another example of, of the situation I know about is a dude who um, he was training at a, at a, at a popular gym out here in, in San Diego, dating a girl at the gym ends up uh, leaking out some news. I don't want to give out the whole situation, you know, just in case there's certain people listening, but, uh, you know, leaks some nudes of the girl or her having sex, videos of her having sex with somebody because uh, she broke up with them or something along those lines. And it's like, why would you do that? And then the gym kicks him out and he ends up at another gym training there as if they don't know what the fuck just happened. Why would you allow somebody like that to come into your gym? You know what I'm saying? That's different. This, that's different. Sonny. I don't think that's, that's different, different because you're 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 disrespecting yeah. a woman, and you're leaking her well, nudes in in the gym. Like you shouldn't be allowed to train anywhere around here anymore. I I disagree, but I will say this. I, I my point my opinion on that subject. I feel that's different. That's just some sucky shit. You know what I mean? Like he should get beat up, but when you start messing around a little girl, a little kid. Bro, that's different. Mm -hmm. Like that is like Nah, it's definitely two I different mean, things for sure. For sure. We can't we can't we can't associate when you start messing with kids. Oh, that's a kid. Yeah. You're a grown ass yeah, man yeah. and you know what you're doing. That's a kid mm -hmm. that you you're that she don't you don't know any better. You're taking advantage of somebody who is who's an adolescent. Right. That is a problem, bro. You should be yeah. disowned, you should be in jail, and you should be cast out of society. You should be, yeah. you know, put on a, a whole another island. And, and and burnt and burnt alive in my in, in, in my <laughs> opinion. But let me tell you something. Yeah. When you do some sucky shit like that, that is some sucky shit. You know what I mean? That's that people around should beat him up. You know what I mean? It is what it is. He got his feelings hurt. What it is. You know what I mean? But nah, you don't play with the kids, bro. Definitely they don't play with shit. the kids. Yeah. yeah, that's that's completely different. Oh, two different man. subjects. No, you yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. Uh, any 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 uh, news that you heard? That, that that shocked you this week? Oh man, not really, man. It was been uh my my best part of my week was arguing with you and uh, and, uh on on a lot. We need to do that more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We need to do that more. So what we should do, like you know, we will have a, a episode. Then after the episode, we have a lot of people engaging, and uh, mm -hmm. we should go live and and engage with people. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's my plan. I think I think that might be yeah. something that we do moving forward, so so we can get some of the people who are commenting and and talking shit in the comments, saying different things. You know, get, get your point across on video. You know, come on come on the on the on the podcast live and, and get your point off and have a debate with us. You know what I'm saying? Um, and Sony, I'm gonna tell you what they be yeah. doing though. 
Let me tell what they be doing though, Sunni. They be popping off on the comments, and I be like, "Hey, come live." They be they be popping off on the comments. Sunni be talking all that shit in the comments. I say, "Let's go live and talk." Everybody get real scared when I say go live, though. So let me tell you, they don't want to talk. If you get if you could, yeah, if you gonna pop off in the comments, bro. Hey, come on live on the show. We'll get you on the show. I debate. I debate all day with you because I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's go. You hear you hear how Sunni yeah. is. You say. He, he sounds like me now. Soon he sounds like oh, me. Oh, here we go. Shut, yeah, come on, man. You you it were sounding like is. me a little bit earlier too, but that's all right. Anyways, mm -hmm. did you hear the news about your boy, what? my boy, our boy, Anderson Silva, getting ready to put hands on Tito Ortiz? I didn't hear about that. Tell, hey, fill me in. Yeah, they uh they I think they announced it. Was it yesterday or Saturday that uh that Anderson Silva is gonna fight Tito Ortiz? on that on that thriller card i don't know if it's on i don't know if it's the the woodley and um uh jake paul card or if it's a different one i think it's a different one maybe in september or something but yeah he's supposed to box uh, uh tito ortiz bro who you think got that one anderson silva let me tell you why on the reason i see anderson silva because i've seen uh i've seen, <laughs> I've seen tito ortiz multiple times and multiple times before he has the biggest head I ever seen in my life. <laughs> and Anderson got the best that accuracy. He's going to find that shit. He's going to find that noggin. Soon you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that dude has this big, bro. It, come on. It's not hard to hit that, bro. You can hit, nah, the, you can right, hit that head not. with his eyes closed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I take Anderson Silva. I think Anderson Silva is uh, he's more polished still. He looked really good in this last boxing match with uh, – Who's the Caesar? Uh, who's the Caesar, Caesar Chavez, Chavez Jr.? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Oh, he looked clean, bro. He looked so clean. So I think yeah, he was. Anderson Silva take that all day. Um, now, now, what know, happens yeah, if he I, fights Tito and then and then he fights uh, your boy Jake or Logan after that? What do you think about that? Anderson Silva won all those fights. Anderson I mean, Silva won all those fights. I think he's definitely beat. But do you think they would fight him though? Uh, I don't think he's a bigger, big enough name right now. Um, I don't think he's a big enough name. They'll, they'll, they won't. He want to fight Canelo. You see what he posted? He wants to fight the I bigger names. Posted, like, yeah. you see that? He wants some money fights, bro. I don't think that's a money fight. Canelo ain't going. First of all, he's asking to get murdered if he's trying to fight Canelo. That's number one. <laughs> <laughs> for real, we got to see. If, we got to see if he even gets past Tyron Woodley. But if he does, for some reason, get past Tyron Woodley, Can for, first of all, Canelo ain't even looking his way. And second of all, if Canelo was looking his way, he better look away because he's gonna die if if Canelo decides he wants to fight him. So he better chill out with that list. Uh, that he's out here trying to act like he's really promoting. Have you seen Canelo in person? Uh, no, nah, I never seen him in person. He's probably five seven, five eight. You know what I mean? That's all he's right. A, he's about that probably shorter than that. He'll that don't it, mean bro. nothing. He Canelo's got some hands. Man. He got them hands though. That's true. You can say whatever you want. He got but, them hands. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! My guy, my guy is probably like he's probably six one, two hundred some pounds, bro. Canelo's probably five five, you know, five six, one hundred and thirty, hundred and twenty. That's like a, a grown ass he's man against that, a kid. He's, he's fighting at one seventy eight. Canelo's definitely bigger than that. Canelo's probably walking fight walking around like one eighty five or so because he's fighting at one seventy eight right now. Canelo. It's Canelo is fighting at 178. Bro, he's fighting Are you like, almost like heavyweight. Yes, bro. 
Canelo, what is Are you serious? Not, not like heavyweight. He's fighting around middleweight right now. Bro, he's big. He's big, bro. Really? He may not bro, be tall. Oh. I don't know how tall he is, but he's fighting, bro. I'm going to look that up right now for you, actually, because I, I don't. Please. Canelo, he's definitely fighting at, at, a, at a heavier weight class, bro. Really? Let me look at it right now. Yes. His last fight. His last fight was super middleweight. He's currently the super middleweight champion. And in boxing, super middleweight is contested between. Wow. Uh, I don't know what this is. It's so that weight class starts at 160 and it goes up to. Uh, Duh. Oh, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a light heavyweight. Bro, he's a light heavyweight champion, too. So, yeah, the highest he's Canelo? fought is uh, one, he's fought 175. He's fighting a lot heavyweight. Yep. That's pretty impressive because he's not a big guy. He's not a big guy at all. Let me tell you, that's pretty impressive, bro. I got a whole lot of – I have a, a totally different – I thought he was like 130, 145. I thought he was – No, 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 no. So I got no. a different he type of level of respect. He used to fight at like 140-something, 150-something when he fought Mayweather and those guys. But, yeah, he's gotten big now, man. He's gotten big now. Hey, he's close my mouth, one, man. 175. I take that back. I take that so back, you, bro. So you I think now? So you think statement. now he's gonna? He, yeah, uh huh. Because he's gonna wash whoever comes his way. Jake Logan, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. bums. He's gonna fuck everybody up. <laughs> it'll be a bro. It'll be a murder. It'll be a murder. So, Baptized. It'll be more than one murder because he's gonna murder him more than once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, bro, is it anything else you gotta talk about, man? Anything you got coming up? Anything you heard about? <clears throat> nah, nothing, man. I think we good, bro. We had a good episode. You know what I mean? I'm good, man. Good to go. I'm, I'm curious to hear what people think about what we talked about this week so we could get in this live. I know you're ready to attack some folks, so we'll see what happens when we start hey. posting these clips. <laughs> I'll be eating them He's alive soon. Eat y'all alive. Let me know. <laughs> Let me know. Hey, we're going to start taking calls. We're going we're gonna to start taking calls and videos during live sessions like this so we can yep. bring you guys on, on the show. And if you got something to say... We're gonna hit Chris up. Hit our hit our producer Chris up, and we can we can get it in. Let's get it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, another episode, episode five, Boisterous Boys podcast. Thanks for listening. We will holler at y'all on the live and next week. Later.